find the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't gotta tell me, dog. I know I'm the shit behind the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home and laugh behind the baller. Yo, yo. What's good, BTV Army? Welcome to another brand new episode of the world-famous, award-winning, award-nominated Behind the Baller podcast, coming to you live from the City of Angels, aka the home of the drive-by. This show is brought to you by the podcast producers of the decade. Not decade yet, motherfucker, but I'm tired of saying podcast producers of the year. The almighty Dust Brothers, that's Miles Davis and Jordan Winter. I am your gracious not humble host, Ben Baller, a.k.a. the Korean Chevy Chase, a.k.a. the Wash Lord, a.k.a. Mr. Bad Back, a.k.a. the Grinch who stole Wilshire Boulevard. Guys, gals, we are six days away from Christmas. I'm going to keep 100, man. I keep walking in the shopping malls and shit and just like, thinking about like just random things. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is going on? Why is it so crowded? Why is this and that? And why the fuck is the airport fucked up? And I'm just delusional because the holiday season is here. Fuck coming, it's here, right? It's been here. There's a Christmas tree, there's shit all in the garage. There's all kinds of fucking just things going on and I'm just, I'm not ready for it. As a dad of three kids who are speaking I feel like I'm not doing enough. And I'm doing a lot. There should be more surprises and certain things, but we spend Christmas in the Bay every year and it's just a lot. You know, it's like, it's hard. You know, my kids are really spoiled. And, and I don't mean to say that and remind you guys, just saying like, they're blessed, you know. Um, I wouldn't want it any other way. And um, in a way, maybe it prepares them to just, I don't know, man. Maybe they'd be more grateful if things were separated just for the birthday, but the birthdays, we go hard for them. But like Christmas, you know, usually there's a bunch of presents under the tree and certain things, they get it. But like, now they really get it now. So I'm just like, I don't know, I'm fucked up. But I'm gonna tell you this, Christmas this year might break me. Because financially, this year was not great for me. Now, was it good? It was all right. I cut spending down quite a bit. You know, my spending is still more than, you know, if we take out like 2018 to, to last year, okay, it's worse than the average of my life, if not a majority of my life. But, you know, 2018, 19, and 20, even though it was a pandemic, I went crazy. I didn't want to fucking, I offset the pandemic. Christmas this year is going to be a motherfucker. Just, I'm a generous man. I take care of people. I speak about that. Why am I telling you? Because this is my fucking show, guys. That's what I do. I'll tell you what the fuck's going on in my life, right? Some people are interested. Some people are nosy. I don't know. I still consider myself pretty regular. I tell myself that at least. And uh, as I do more things for others and I have decent conversations with regular average people, I don't mean that in a derogatory way. I'm talking about just everyday people. People are like, damn, you know, you're, you're relatable. 
And anyways, going on, first of all, hold on, rewind. Happy Hanukkah. I don't ever forget that I have, you know, Jewish family members, but, you know, Jordan Winter is also, uh, is Jewish. And um, I mean, a lot of my, majority of my friends are Jewish, but happy Hanukkah, you know, um, that began yesterday. But back to Christmas breaking me. There's a few people, you know, that um, really just, you know, they are fucking grateful for the gifts and the, and the, the value I may bring to their life and, and shit. It's really not a whole lot to me, you know, I just, it means a lot to them and it means more to me giving them something that I have access to. And, and it's just, it is what it is, man. It's been a, a nice weekend. It's been a nice week. Again, I'm out of town every single week, but I am looking forward to not having any podcast. Um, we do have our episode this Thursday. Um, it'll be a short one. There will be no episode on uh, the day after Christmas, Monday. So one week from today, there'll be no episode. Then we will resume. And then probably after my birthday, I would say it's safe to say we'll be going to one episode a week, right? Because I'll be shooting uh, part three, um, which will be full video and full production and it'd be crazy. But let you know what? Fuck this. Let's talk about Seattle, right? I just was in Seattle and it was a, a short stint there and um, I was there for 36 hours. No sticks. For those of you who don't play golf, uh, no golf clubs. Just went up there for that Niners game, right? And I was wishing for the best. I called out that, you know, that was going to be the lock of the year. That was probably the easiest bet I've ever made in my life. I've never felt so confident. But I still was like, look, if we lose, you know, I won some money. If we win, I'm actually happy because it puts a different energy in me. It, it just really does. We'll get more into the football side of it later. But, you know, I always have a decent time in Seattle. It's a different vibe out there. I also think about how just different Seattle is compared to Los Angeles, right? It's not like I grew up there, you know? I spent a lot of good years in the Bay Area. I can't think of a lot of them when I was a kid, but as a teenager and young adult, I had some fucking just amazing times there, even though I was actually pretty sad. I think about, you know, the time I spent there and I, I embraced that shit. Um, especially the time in the East Bay and um, even my time in the city. It was a different time then. But, you know, when I drive around Seattle, I just can't think, you know, anything else about my, you know, other than my cousin. And it just kind of fucks me up. But I see the city has grown so much in the last 12 years and it's changed a lot. And um, being out there is still, uh, it's vibes, you know, um, but it bugged me out because, you know, I've spent so much fucking time in Seattle. I've spent more time in Seattle than I have. Shit. Well, I lived in New York for a while, but no, no, fuck that. No, I live in Seattle too. So I spent more time in Seattle than I have probably anywhere else except, you know, obviously California, anywhere in California. Well, no. Los Angeles County from the 909 to the fucking 805, I have spent more time there than anywhere else, right? Then it would go to probably San Francisco. And then it would probably be close between Tokyo and Seattle. And then it'd go to New York. 
and then it probably go to Chicago, and then it go to Miami, and then who fuck knows from there. No, let me run that back. It would go to New York, and then go to Vegas, and then probably Chicago, and then Miami, and all that. Anyway, who cares? One thing I don't remember is the sun rising at 8 a.m. 7.55 is when the sun rose on a Friday morning, and it fucked me up because I got some decent sleep, but um, I also busted my ass, and I'll talk about that a little bit later. And it was really stupid, but it was just, I don't know, man. It's, it's something I'll talk about it in a little bit, just the riding scooters out there in the city. I don't do that shit in San Francisco. I don't do it in New York. It's weird why I do it there. But I remember going to Alaska, and they had 23-hour nights where there was like a day, uh, an hour, maybe two hours max of sunlight, and it was kind of fucked up. And I also remember going to Oslo in Norway, and it'd be like 10 p.m., like 10.30, and it'd still be like straight daylight. Fuck me up. So yeah, waking up at 6.45, or no, even 7 a.m., and it was fucking dark. It just kind of fucked me up, like dark, dark. Like it was just a trip. I don't know. Um, but, you know, I got some time to eat. Went to Baekjong. Got some Korean barbecue. Got some soup. Had some pho. Uh, had some barbecue at the game. And I think, the, you know, the game was cool. It, I wanted more from it. And again, uh, we'll discuss that after the break. But the moment and the time that I cherish of this past weekend is... um. I got to have uh, coffee with 12 guys, super followers, subscribers on Instagram. And it was pretty awesome. It was really light. It was really mellow. It was chill. Um, I think 90% of them were Seattle natives. One guy, I think, moved there for work. And another thing, um, I'm sorry, I don't remember everyone's names. It might take some time. And you know, with this new Instagram f- subscription thing, you know, it's different from tweets. Um, People are a little more active on Instagram and, and it's hard because I'm following, you know, five, 600 more people now and I'm seeing different shit on my time. Like, who the fuck is this? Oh my God, who the fuck is this? And it's not like I'm doing this to like get any money because it's, it's not, you know, <laughs> there's not that much money to be made compared, you know, and it's still dope. It's just something just to remind me. And, um, you know, my boy, Josh Decker, He's been on the pod before. He is a Seattle native. He is a solid person in life. And um, he is a father the whole nine. This guy's just a good dude. I try my hardest to not, not that I, you know, I just live a different life. You know what I mean? Because I do interact with so many people in, in Hollywood and in sports. And, and um, I'm a public figure myself. And I think the company that I keep on a regular is, more so people who are in the upper echelon of salary or net worth. And uh, I feel comfortable with them. And some of them are really tied into that industry. And then some of them really aren't. So that's why I go to, go back to my family. I always go back to the base. And, uh, you know, I miss my kids. Um, I FaceTime throughout the day. But we got to sit down. Josh kind of... Um, didn't even know. He had no idea. He kind of co-hosted this event without his knowing. He had grabbed some donuts. You know, we met up um, at my hotel. And I was going to do it at this place called Mr. West, which is, 
you know, a cool little spot in downtown Seattle. But I was like, we can't talk. And just in case I want to tell a story, talk shit, whatever. And I was like, you know what? All these motherfuckers seem cool as shit. And we're going to see. Cool thing is, you know, I always got my gun on me. So I'm like, all right, motherfuckers, ain't act stupid. Fuck it. We're going to have cash case in here. But we sat down. I wanted to be about an hour. And we ended up kicking it for over two hours in my penthouse suite. I didn't get the fucking presidential suite, but it was still a penthouse suite. It was still 1,500 square feet. It was still a big spot. And it was plenty of space for 12 people. It was shit. Even the dining table had seats for 10 or so. And we just kicked it, shot the shit, kept it light. Cool ass people. You know, brought me some gifts and uh, we had some coffee. I took care of everyone's coffee. Funny thing is, coffee costs more than fucking the goddamn monthly membership. It costs probably triple. And the snacks, whatever, you know, gave out some stickers, gave out some Sharpies, some Ben Baller merch and all that type of stuff. But we got to kick it and it was cool. And that was the dopest subscriber or super follower meetup I've had to date. And I've had New York. I've had San Francisco a couple times. I've had San Diego. And now Seattle was dope. And I'm just thinking, San Francisco is different because that's where I live, you know. So it's like hard to do that one. LA is even harder. I got to figure that out. Maybe I can rent a room. But maybe next time in San Diego or New York, I usually get a pretty wild spot out there where it's like, you know, big. We could do it that way because it's just, it's uh, easier to kind of entertain everyone, right? And that's what I think I'm going to do next time. That's just probably the better way to do it. San, San Diego was dope. All of them were really cool. Just saying, it's a little more intimate that way. Now, for my Instagram subscribers, Instagram is just a better platform. I have not decided to leave Twitter. I, I don't plan to. I'm getting really fucking close. I'm not going to lie to you. But there are things I could do on Twitter that I can't. And I'm just, I'm slightly torn. I'm going to figure it out. I don't want to waste anybody's time or anybody's money. I do respect anybody even spending a dollar on subscribing to me. But um, the Instagram shit is just, there's so many more things. There's live, there's this, there's social group chats where I could have 36 people in a chat room. There's, you know, the way that everything goes, but it's, it's a little more hectic. Twitter's a little easier in certain ways. The spaces is still cool. I don't know. I got to figure it out. But um, I had my first IG subscriber giveaway. And I want to say congrats to Jeremy. We had a foolproof way of doing this. We're using random.org. We're just, we're randomizing. It's tough. I ain't gonna lie to you. Look, there's 500 plus people that are subscribing to me on Instagram, right? And what I've been doing is having people leave a comment and I reply back with a number. That way we keep it more transparent. I was going to do an email, be like, hey, just email the wash lord to RSPP. Now I'm taking people off the site. It might be a little more difficult. This just made it easier. It's a much more a bitch for me to do it, but I kind of figured out a way to do it. I leave you a number. All right. 234 people participated in this giveaway. And the first giveaway was a 15-minute FaceTime. If you don't have an Apple phone, an iPhone, then we can do WhatsApp. We could figure out a fucking way, Zoom, whatever. You get 15 minutes. So congrats, Jeremy, to winning um, that 15-minute FaceTime. That is uh, going to be a cool thing. You could ask me, you can fucking talk about anything the fuck you want to. As long as it ain't about fucking, you know, anal sex. I don't know anything about it. No, I'm messing with you. Um, I, I have thought about uh, my next giveaway. And I was thinking... The bag is cool. 
but it's something that I don't know. I just think that the next one should be my first putter. And some people say, why would you want to get rid of that? Dog, I ain't attached to that shit. I ain't tripping. I'm in this shit. Like I'm, I'm playing for real right now. It's the putter I learned how to play like golf with. One I really used. And it's a spider. It's a good tailor-made putter. It is a mallet. It's a fucking brilliant fucking, you know, tool. And I think that's something just so much better. You know, it's, Pretty much any male can use that putter and work with it. Even if you're shorter than me, if you're over 6'2", it may be a little difficult to use and whatever, and it'd still be something cool to use in the house, or the office, whatever. But that's the next one I'm going to give away. And then I'll think about some other things and other cool shit. I'm even thought about doing a contest, and I mentioned it on, on the subscriber page, if you want to be on BTB and serve as an interviewer. And basically, you would interview me for 30 minutes, maybe even longer because I answer questions long, right? But you give me an interview and you come on the show. Now you're coming on a world famous podcast and you know, you're, you know, interviewing me. It's pretty crazy. You know, people seem really interested in that. So the contests are there. I got Twitter contests coming up. I got to figure it out. You know, I, I just, the whole purpose of this is for me to connect with people who support me, right? And so far there have been amazing people and it's like, I'm not even trying to make any new friends, but I just feel like if there's some positive energy from somebody who's been successful in life, and I think that's always weird when I think about, oh, I've been successful in this, this, and this. Saying it in an interview on a podcast, on a show or something, totally different from me saying this here. I feel like this is more personal, how I speak to you guys here on the show. But um, I don't know, man. Some people tell me some crazy shit. They're just like, yo, man, you got me through this. You got me through college. You got Fuck. Thank you. Wow, that's amazing. I know you're saying thank me, but shit, that's just crazy. Now, speaking of Twitter, I'm sorry, man. Elon Musk has got to go. And he's already made a post and he says, should I step down as CEO of Twitter? I will abide by the um, the outcome of this poll. And right now he's losing like 58% to like 42%, whatever, right? I'll be honest with you. Even if a bunch of his fanboys come in, I don't think he's going to win. I think he's going to step down. The thing is, he already has someone in mind to run the, the site. And you know what? He needs to do that. Whether he owns it or not, it doesn't fucking matter. I don't care if he still owns Twitter. Look, he ran Twitter because he had no choice. He lost that lawsuit and had to force, you know, he, he was forced to buy the app. And um, undoubtedly in the last two months, he has single-handedly done more damage to that to that app than ever, than anything has ever, no one's ever done. It is insane how fucked up he's messed up that fucking, the best social media app ever. And now it's not anymore. And Twitter is going to shit. His latest antic that is just fucking disgustingly gross is that he doesn't want any third-party sites being promoted on the URL in your profile. On your profile, he especially doesn't want Linktree. Linktree is a big fucking... It's been a beautiful assistant to mine. You know, I put all my shit on there. I put my Captain Morgan giveaways. I put my my podcast link is on there. My Amazon list, my fucking website, you know, information about me, whatever. And it does link social media sites, but it's not really, that's like the primary thing on there. He had a Twitter support message that said, you cannot promote any social media sites other than Twitter. I'm like, what kind of weirdo shit are you on, bro? You talk about freedom of speech, you know, not banning this, this, and this, but yeah, you're banning motherfuckers who are making, you know, remarks about you. 
Like, you goofy as fuck, bro. Like, he banned reporters that were, you know, allegedly doxing his, his location, which is bullshit because they weren't. There's a fucking public website that is out there following his jet, which I think is just fucking stupid as fuck already, but it is what it is, man. It comes with the territory. It's fucked up. You got enough money, you'll be all right. But Twitter's going to shit, and I think he's going to lose that part, and he's just, everyone's mad about this and all that, and and I don't know, man. It's he just got to go, and, and he's fucking up the stock, you know, prices on fucking Tesla, and I'm just, I'm be honest with you, man, like, not much could fuck it up, but he did. And there are bots on there still saying stupid ass shit. And uh, it's time for him to go. It's time for his ass to fucking go. And by the way, I don't know if I'm shadow banned. Look, I've never had an algorithm hit me on Twitter. Twitter was a place where I could flourish and do my thing and I didn't feel bad, whatever. And somehow, some way, it's all fucked up now. So I don't know. I still exist on there. My engagement's fucked up. I don't even know. I don't even care so much. That's my place just to kind of rant and talk shit. But it's a lot of fun. And it's not fun anymore. But I do it for the subscribers. So we'll see what happens. I subscribe to Blue, by the way. Just to see. And I'm complying to all the bullshit. But it's just driving me away. I don't know, man. He, he kind of ruined it. It's kind of like, you know, uh, you break up with the chick. Or the trick breaks up with you, sorry. You never get back with an ex. You never get back with an ex. That person tried to do better than you. And they want you back? Nah, fuck that. It just, it don't hit the same. You know, it just don't. Anyways, let's get into a break real quick. Let's pay some bills. And we'll be right back with all the entertainment shit, sports, all that other bullshit. And uh, yeah, that's Lakey Lake right there in the background. All right, be right back, y'all. In an era where watching sports means making money from your couch, there's only one team to join, Captain Picks. Captain Picks was created to help break all bookies for beginning betters or seasoned veterans. Strategy, expertise, bankroll management. By signing up for a daily, weekly, or monthly subscription, you receive an all-access pass to curated U.S. and global sports picks that are made by professional handicapping captains 24-7. Make money around the clock. This is a community built of men and women just like you who want to win but don't have time to attack the lines alone. Use promo code VCASH at checkout to get a buy one, get one free on any one-time membership purchase at CaptainPicks.com. Captain Picks, the time to win is now. So we're back, man. Got everyone fucking got their panties in a bunch. Oh, the World Cup. Uh, this was the greatest final in any World Cup in any sports history event. This was the greatest Shut the fuck up. Fuck are you talking about? Have you lost your goddamn mind? I don't give a fuck if basketball ain't worldwide or American football isn't worldwide. I might give you baseball, but I probably won't. Don't tell me. I watched that game. I watched that shit. How the fuck do you pronounce dude name? Mbappe? Or Mbappe? That motherfucker came back made this shit interesting. I ain't gonna lie. I don't give a fuck about Argentina or motherfucking uh, France. Yeah, Messi's dope. He's, he's fucking talented. He ain't Tiger Woods. He ain't Michael Jordan. 
and I'm sure he's he's I'm good. Look, bro, it was cool. I'm not really a big I'm not big on penalty kicks. Fuck around, say it's the greatest sports and get the fuck out of here. You've lost your motherfucking mind. Shit. That Raiders New England fucking Patriots game was fucking crazier than that motherfucker. There's been fucking four or five regular season NFL games that were crazier than that motherfucking thing. I'm just look, and I do my dad played for the fucking Korean national soccer team. I mean, I get it. Cool. It's every four years. Great. Look, it's big. You end up in penalty kicks? Not fuck that shit. You take that shit out all the way to the... You fucking keep going. Fuck a penalty kick, motherfucker. No shit, all weirdo shit like that. Anyways, we don't get into the Seahawks just yet, man. The Lakers, they've been pulling out some crazy shit. Anthony Davis is frail ass. Motherfucker's as fragile as an iPhone without a protection fucking case on it. He's fucking out for a month. But that last shit, LeBron just was so cool. He's like, fuck this. You know, almost loses the fucking ball. Thought he's going to do a drop back three and try to save the game and then fucking pass it off to Thomas Bryant. Thomas Bryant won the game. Thomas Bryant has been balling his ass off. Let's just hope he can continue it. I don't fucking know. I still haven't gone to a game. I know some people are like, yo, just go to a game, whatever. It's different for me, you know? I mean... When I get the time to deal with all that shit, you know, I'm pulling up courtside. And with Christmas right now, I ain't about to drop fucking 15, 20 bands on a, on a game right now. But yeah, Lakers are doing the thing. Let's see what happens, man. I'm definitely jumping the game, you know, next year, 2023. By the way, guys, 2022 did not slow the fuck down. This shit is moving at a fucking freight train, bullet train pace. We're what? 12 days away from fucking 2023? We're less than two weeks away from 2023. We are less than 12. We, hold on. We are just about a month. We are five weeks away from my 50th birthday. My 50th birthday is coming up. And I'm scared because I, well, look, I don't expect anybody to get me anything. I, I don't. No one really does. I'm not really tripping. And trust me, my wife does. She's asked me four times what I wanted for Christmas and I have not replied back. I told her some shit that you can't say here. I'm not going to say here because family members of hers listen to this and it's improper. But I'm still torn if we going to go crazy or I'm just going to celebrate with my closest loved ones. And then really, ideally because my birthday's on a Friday, I'd love to just jump out and go to Vegas for a couple of days, play some golf, um, hang out with my wife, just maybe do that. I don't know yet. I don't know. All right, let's go to the, the, the pathetic Seahawks right now. Our defense is fucked up. The funny thing is the defense played really good in the second half of the game. Bottom line is, bottom line, there's a couple things that could have changed the trajectory of the game. They could have swung the game around. And that's if Quandre would have, you know, caught the interception. But there's other shit that went up. Look, bottom line, the Niners are a better team. I got no problem saying that. That's our biggest rivalry. It's our biggest rival. It's a huge fucking game. In the 11 seasons I've had tickets and about 12 years I've been watching them, the Niners have never swept us. The years they went to the Super Bowl and did all that other bullshit didn't matter. Did not sweep us. Okay? There is a shit fuck ton 
of 49er fans that follow me. Big 49er fans. I've said this seven, eight times on here. Debo's agent is my fucking agent. I'd like to think he's my agent. So my agent is his agent. And I blocked Debo. Blocked him at halftime. On text message and on Instagram. Want to know why? Because I've been talking shit like a motherfucker. I don't want to hear that shit from him. Fuck him. Bunch of Niner fans follow me. I want to go to Levi Stadium. It's easier. Fly right into San Jose. Boom. Shit. That shit's like fucking 10, 15 minutes. Boom. There's a Hyatt right there. In and out. I hate that stadium. I'm not making that apology. I refuse to. Anyways. Got to give a shout out to my boy, Michael Dixon. Friend of the podcast. Friend of mine. Bless me with the field pass. Got on the field, you know, chopped it up, said, what's up? It was fucking freezing. It was 29 degrees. It was cold as a motherfucker. And, um, you know, we got to talk it up. He, he, he was in a cool mood, whatever. I'm not going to guarantee anything that could hurt, you know, the team members or anything, saying shit, whatever. But Gino was getting fucked up out there. And from what I heard from other people on the team, people I've heard from that actually play for the Niners, they said Purdy was sore as fuck. When we got to him a couple times, we got his ass. This is the first time he actually got hit a few times here and there, and he's sore. He's, you know, he's, so we'll see. I don't know. Garoppolo will come back. I don't even know. I don't, look, they're good. I don't think the Eagles can fuck with them. I don't think the Cowboys can fuck with them. But I do think the Chiefs will fuck them up, and I think the Bills will fuck them up. So it'd be interesting. Can they take the NFC and go to the Super Bowl? I wouldn't be surprised if they did. But anyways, there were so many fucking 49ers fans that, when I was screaming Seahawks shit, I couldn't even hear myself. And it's usually loud as a motherfucker in Lumen, but it was kind of pathetic. I'm actually sad that that many, because you got to understand, this stadium is 85% sold out and uh, every game sold out. What I mean is, these are season ticket holders. The fuck is wrong with you Seattle motherfuckers? You're selling your tickets to Niners fans? And I guess what? Oh, making money because Niners fans will pay whatever. I was surrounded by Niners fans. Thank God that my people who sit next to me, they came to the game. It was fucking just, man, any motherfuckers are so cocky this that third. Oh man, we got five rings. Bitch, you ain't won a ring in motherfucking 26 years, ho. 27, right? Look, that shit erases after a decade. Two decades, the legacy erases. I don't want to hear about that shit. You motherfuckers went to two fucking Super Bowls in the last decade and do shit. Lost both. Shut the fuck up. But anyways, we lost. It wasn't as close as the score said it was. Defense did well, whatever. So now we are in the hunt for the playoffs. We got to win two of the next three games. We got the Jets. We got Kansas City. And we got the Rams. I was going to go to the Kansas City game. I can't. I'm going to be in San Francisco all week. And um, not going to the Jets game. But I am going to go to the Rams game. And hopefully we figure some shit out. Right? I don't know, man. This is just... Oh, man. Team is banged up. Tyler Lockett broke his finger. Index finger at that. He's gone for a couple games. I have no fucking idea what to think now. 
We need Jamal Adams back. We, I wish we never got rid of Bobby Wagner. I just think that this is just fucking weird, man. Hurt needs to get his ass beat. You know, Ryan Neal made a statement. He's like, we think we need, we, we just need to sock a motherfucker in the face. Then do it, dog. The fuck is you scared for? I'm seeing motherfucker. He played hurt. I'm not gonna lie. He played sick, whatever. There's motherfuckers out there doing anything, but like, man, Quentin Jefferson, that's my dog. He's been on the show. That's my boy. He's out there. I barely talked to him. Like, motherfuckers ain't out there. I, I know they, but it's just different. I haven't really talked about golf this entire episode. I'm not, not going to. But there's people out there who can't break 100 been playing and they think, because I'm, what am I, lame? Answer that question. Go ahead, man. Nah, motherfucker, because I'm breaking 80 in this bitch. Breaking 90 on the hardest course you can think of and all that. I go there, I look at it differently. I figure that shit out. That shit's a lot harder. So I don't know what the fuck is up with people. You're getting paid stupid amount of money. If I was physically gifted, I would be out there trying to kill somebody, especially on that level. But whatever. I had some bomb-ass barbecue. It's probably one of my most decent meals I've had in fucking 12 years at, at Lumen CenturyLink Stadium. If you guys don't know what it's like at Lumen, if you park there, well, you're parking pass in the actual stadium. It, it's still kind of a shit show. So taking an Uber there isn't so bad. It could get really fucked up when you get into the stadium. This is a primetime game, so it gets even crazier. But the easiest way to get there and get back to my hotel is using a bird scooter, a fucking lime scooter, whatever fuck, you know, one of the little electric scooters. You can legitimately get back to downtown Seattle, to any nice hotel, in a matter of maybe seven to 10 minutes. Maybe even faster, I don't know. Just go on to your scooter goes like 30, 35 miles per hour. I've been doing it for the last two seasons. We take Uber there and we take the scooter. Once I found that out, I was like, we're doing this shit. It's fun. This is the problem. I decided to take, I forgot what street I was on. I was like, fuck. Anyways, the street that is parallel to Pike Place. Okay. And I was going fast. And on that block right there at Pike Place, where Public Market is, there is cobblestone. Don't know why the fuck the whole street is regular till that one block. So I caught a yellow light, went through it, slowed down because, you know what I'm saying, my boy, Byung, was with me. The motherfucking scooter's wheels at fucking skinny as fuck started fucking bumping like crazy. One foot went off the bike, off the scooter, had the other foot. I'm chasing, now the, the, the fucking scooter is dragging me, busting my ass, a fucking SUV passed by. I was like, oh shit, Ben Baller. You know, people are saying what's up to me all game long, stopping here and there, people came on the seats, and it's all good. But that fucking uh, Yukon that drove by, he had a video, I almost bust my ass into a coffee shop, I don't know what the fuck it was, fell down, thank God I had gloves on, good gloves, I would have fucked on my hands, not been able to golf today, dragged my ass, Tumbled maybe three, four times, and I was sore as a bitch. So, yeah, I ate shit on a scooter. Fuck it. Who cares? Right? I don't know, man. I'm just fucking, man, it was cold as shit, and just, that shit fucked me up. I couldn't move my fucking hands. I was still like a few minutes away from my hotel. When I got to my hotel, I couldn't move my hands. They were frozen because the gloves had to come off. Couldn't move my shit for nothing. It was just weird. I don't know, man. Weird fucking trip. Weird night. I just try to sleep it off. It's crazy. By the way, guys, we are nominated 
for an iHeartRadio Podcast Award for the 2023 iHeartRadio Podcast Awards. iHeartRadio is the largest podcast platform. They have an award show. We are nominated for the best travel podcast. I guess because I travel so much and I talk about hotels and different cities and everything. I think people, you know, somehow nominated. It takes place in March sometime. I would love for each and one, every one of you guys to vote for Behind the Baller to win. Speaking of traveling, Kid Cudi called me last night, invited me to Japan. I forgot he was going. He was supposed to go actually early December. He got to Japan. He's out there meeting with some people and he's doing a party on New Year's Eve. And he's like, bro, please come. And I happened to be giving my wife a massage last night. I'm giving her a massage. Called me during that time. I'm like, babe, I'm going to pick up the phone because I haven't talked to Cuddy like in a week, two weeks maybe. He's like, bro, come out. I got you, bro. I'll get the hotel and get you a ticket. Now, at the very least, I know he'll pay for a business class ticket. I'm like, no, nah, don't worry. I got it. Business class flight right now is like $13,000 to Japan. Not even the issue. I would, I've never not, in the last almost 13 years, I have not ever not brought the year in without my wife. I'm not going to start that one. I've never missed one of my kids' birthdays. I just, I'm not going to do that. Watching the PNC Championship this weekend with the, all the, you know, all the legends and greats in golf. And hearing, um, not Lee Trevino, I forgot, this one golfer is a PGA player. He's talking about how many birthdays he missed. And when he gets back, their birthday celebrated there. But he misses the actual day and whatever. And there's a lot of struggles and sacrifices being a PGA Tour player because it is a, a long season. Now, there's a few reasons. It's fucking snowing and freezing cold in Japan. I had a great time out there. I just don't know if I, I just got a lot of shit on my mind right now. I want to get... All this shit out of here. I want to just wipe the year out in different things. I want to be in LA. Maybe go to San Diego for New Year's Eve. That sounds a little more reasonable to me. But one, it's too cold to golf. And I'm not going to be able to golf starting this Thursday for almost a week. So I don't know if I want to spend 12 hours on a plane there, 13 hours on a plane back. Nah, I'm, I'm, I don't know. Should I go? fuck you think I don't know anyways finally some new shit came out in the theaters and online and all that stuff and so me and my wife my in-laws decided to watch the kids they spent the night at my in-laws they were chilling with their grandma and they were kicking it and so me and Nicolette were like yo let's get some sushi let's go see Avatar she's like alright fuck it let's go she's tired she had a, um, a holiday dinner to go to on Friday she uh, went out, looked amazing. God damn, Nicolette looks so good lately. It's just crazy. Now that she didn't look good before, but she's just literally looking the best she's ever looked the time I've known her. I don't think she's ever looked this good even in her lifetime. So we were just going to chill, sweats, head over to IMAX, go watch Avatar. Found out that movie's three and a half hours long. Now look, Black Panther was three hours and I dealt with it. It would move fast. I didn't see part two yet. I still haven't. I don't know how the fuck I haven't. Maybe when I get to San Francisco, my favorite theater, the Metreon there. It's my favorite spot. I don't know. We'll see. I'm going to have a lot of shit to do out there because no podcasting, no fucking extracurricular bullshit, no golf. I couldn't do three and a half hours. Now, my boy, Jay Puente Josh, blessed me with the hacked uh, Amazon Fire Stick. So it got Avatar on there. 
I was thinking about like, fuck it, just plug it in. Maybe I'll do it. I don't know. I just couldn't do it. So we decided to stay in, ordered sushi, ordered too much fucking sushi, couldn't finish it. And so we started White Lotus season two because season one and season two don't have anything to do with each other really when I was told. So I started at season two. It's not bad. Watched two episodes. It was cool. And um, I didn't get to watch anything last night. But what I did yesterday is I finished Don't Pick Up the Phone. Now, this is a documentary on Netflix that is fucked up in every single way. And I don't even mention shit that's not fucked up. Every fucking uh, documentary I've watched on Netflix has been fucking crazy, right? Or that I've mentioned on here on the show. But Don't Pick Up the Phone is about a guy who was prank calling fast food restaurants and asking the managers to make their employees strip search them, strip searching their employees over bullshit and perpetrating as a police officer or a cop law enforcement, some sort. And I won't give it away, but I'll tell you this. If you want justice at the end, you're not going to get it. And I don't know how to really say it, like, because people, it's like court just keeps coming up in my life and I think about court cases and how much of a fucking nightmare it is. Sometimes you could have all the evidence in the world and when a jury decides your fate, it just shit could go out the window. And a lot of times, you know, the jury just maybe don't like you and they don't decide to follow rules and, you know, shit's corrupt. Shit's fucked up. You could say, oh man, I sued this guy for two plus two equals four. And 10 people out of 12 decide that, you know what, two plus three doesn't equal four. What are you talking about? Judge can't do shit. So if you expect a happy ending, I don't know. I just know everyone would have died. I would have killed motherfuckers. This is some bullshit. Just the way that court, I hate, I hate, I fucking hate the court system. Okay. So don't pick up the phone. It was interesting. It's fucked up how stupid some fucking people are in the world. And it's just, man, you know, shit. White Lotus was better, but I was so interested in this thing. I consumed all my energy into this fucking don't pick up the phone doc I, you know, look it's worth the watch but it's like it, it'll make you angry that's all I gotta say it, it will make you angry speaking of court this fucking Meg the Stallion Tory Lane shit and fucking Kelsey her best friend and all this other bullshit look I don't give a fuck about anything else there's a jury involved I don't know what they're thinking there's this dude lawyers for workers who's been on the show he's super biased don't know shit it's weird he's so into the thing I just think he's into it for the clout aspect of it and to get views and everything else. And it's good because some people really want to build up their page and get this and whatever. And I'm sure he's a decent attorney with certain things, but, and he really is like a lawyer lawyer. So it's like, and what I mean is like he feeds into the bullshit and how things could go left, can go right. Oh, could we win? Oh, we could. We could also lose, blah, blah. Just the shit that he's just like, I just, I'm not rocking with this dude's commentary because he doesn't know who Tory Lanez and Meg Stallion really are in real life. He just wants to do it because he just wants to cover it because he's popular and he wants to cover it because he's a lawyer. And there are very a lot of plot twists and things like that and people could be arguing, people could be doing weird shit. Off gut feeling, 
I think Tori's guilty. There's some discoveries saying the DNA didn't find um, residue of um, Tory Lane's DNA on the gun. That'll matter to me. There's shit when you know a motherfucker's guilty and there's other shit. There's weird shit going on. Weird, shady ass shit. Attorneys changing. They can't get the fucking main witness, which is a security guard, the driver, all this weird ass shit. I can't wait for this shit to be over. And it's going to just drag on and it's fucked up a lot of people's fucking lives already. And it just, ugh, that just makes me want to throw up. Anyways, yesterday was a day of chilling. Woke up. Got to watch the rest of the show. Got to sleep in with my wife. She got to get some rest. Got some coffee at Starbucks. Went to go pick up my kids. And then we went and just had a good father-son's day. Picked up London Ryder at my in-laws. We went to Wilson Golf Course. Hit range balls for about an hour. Then went to Dave & Buster. Shot my dog Popeye. Went there and played games. London won this fucking really tough... Um, I don't know what the fuck the game's even called. Some tower shit. But he got to the top. It's real hard. Won a thousand tickets. Went to the winner's circle. Bought some Roblox toys. Bought some Funko Pop shit for a rider. Got an Oculus. I think that's like $400, right? $430 for a new Oculus. And um, that was one of Ryder's Christmas presents. So we got that. And, um, you know, chill. Went to Ben & Jerry's after. Got some ice cream. Listened to some R&B jams. Then we took the dogs for a walk and I can't think of a fucking better day. Oh, by the way, went to the aquarium store, bought the kids a fish tank, got a nice 50-gallon acrylic freshwater tank, got them some frogs, got them some rope fishes and some other things and some tetras and just a nice peaceful tank. Did that. That was another part of their Christmas present. So it's like, how could you have a better day than that? Watch some football, smoke some weed and just chilled. Had a great day. Can't get better than that, right? And, um, oh yeah, I'm going to end the show on this note here. Dave Portnoy, who is the former CEO owner of Barstool Sports, I think he's still the president or some shit, I think they sold the company or whatever, but Dave Portnoy of Barstool started a new watch brand. I forgot what the fucking brand's called, Brickhouse or some shit, or some, some bullshit. He started a new watch brand. And he's complaining at people criticizing his watch because the price of this watch is $2,400, okay? Dave Portnoy wants $2,400 for a quartz chrono watch, a quartz chrono movement. For those of you who know watches and understand watches, that is a $60 movement. I'm being very generous it's like a $40 Hong Kong movement, but $60 movement, maybe $150 in steel, labor, and parts, $250 max, sell it for $800 and, and you know, makes sense because it's marketing, whatever. You want $2,400 for a watch that honestly don't even look that good. I'm not hating. I'm, this is what I do for a living. I'm giving a full review. Bruh. I'd rather cop a Tudor. No, no, you know, I don't need a Tudor. Hold on, that's even a little bit more. It was right there. I'd cop a Bell and Ross for that price. Shit, I'd grab a Tag Heuer for that price, okay? Now, you know what? I would wear a fucking Casio Steel Casio 
before I bought that bullshit ass watch. I thought we'd end the show on some shit because that's just some shit. That's just stupid. All right. Anyways, guys, look, man, we are out of here. When you hear the Lakey Lake music, you already know what the fucking deal is. Um, We got an episode Thursday. It's going to be, you know, pretty much whatever. Short episode. I always figure out some shit. We'll have interviews coming up. Shout out to every single person who subscribed to the show. Every single person who's been on the show this year. We didn't do a lot of interviews this year. We will start rocking some next year as we go to one time a week. There'll be longer episodes because it'll be one a week. I have a lot more shit to talk about and things like that. Um, I don't want anything for Christmas. I appreciate the people that did send me Starbucks gift cards. Thank you very much. You can send me a gift card to thewashlord at gmail.com. Starbucks or coffee bean. I don't give a fuck. Whatever. Want to send something there? Cool. I appreciate it. You know I give back tenfold. I truly, truly, truly am grateful for everybody who subscribes to this show. Please keep telling people about Behind the Baller. We're doing the motherfucking Lord's work over here. Shout out to the Dust Brothers. Shout out to Lakey Lake. Shout out to our man, Ilio Cartel. Guys, I will see you on Thursday. All right? I love y'all. Peace. Peace.